Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. I am super excited for yet one more Friday that we can come together, be in the same place and just have a great, great conversation. If this is your first time tuning in to Conversations with Toy, get comfortable. We have so many different topics that we cover, whether we talk about what's happening on these internet streets, or we talk about mental health. We may talk about self-care. We bring in guests at times. We do it all, and this is because a lot of the conversations that either need to be had or already are having, we just want to put our spin, our take on it, and we hope that, or I should say I hope, that it is something that uplifts, makes you laugh, makes you think, all of the feels. So thank you for tuning in to this episode. Three things that you can do. One, you're already doing that, is listening to the episode. Number two, share this with someone else who may need to hear this episode. And three, leave a comment on the show notes or in the comment section about what you think, what you need to hear more, what you need to see happen, all of the things. Cause we love to read your commentary and uh, see what you have going on or what you think. It is Friday. And on Fridays, we are grateful, grateful that one, we have made it through another week. We have now transformed ourselves into a new season. Guys, it is officially fall. Now, for some people, fall is, you know, not their thing. They kind of want it to just stay warm, which I am sort of that way, but I also do love the fall, right? My favorite seasons, I would say, is usually between summer and fall. So I I don't know which one is best. So I kind of am on a high from going from summer and then you get into the fall season. The season I dislike the most is winter. I cannot stand being outside in the cold. I don't like driving in the snow. I don't like ice. I don't like any of it. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how we do when we get there. But we're in the middle of fall. Fall is officially here. For everybody that was having something to say about pumpkin spice and why are you drinking so much pumpkin spice so early? Not necessarily me, but just people in general. Why were people putting up their decorations in the you know second week of August? All of those things. It is now our time. So for all of the commentary, it is over now. Allow the folks who love their fall to enjoy their fall. Listen, I know there's going to be people who are going to put their Christmas tree up probably right after Halloween. I have no problems with that. I personally have a Christmas tree that is up in my house all year round. I decorate it for different seasons or different holidays. So I can't really tell somebody what they could or should have would do. This is the one thing that I want to take from that. If you're upset because somebody decided to put a, a, a fall reef up, or if you're upset because somebody wanted to put their pumpkin, whatever it is outside, really got to do an inside check. Because unless you're at their house paying said bills, right? Unless you're eating the food that they're eating, none of the stuff that they're doing affects you, right? You don't even have to go visit people. Like, I think we forget that. Like, you don't have to go visit anybody to see the stuff that's in their house. You don't have to deal with them too directly. It has no effecting on you except for people are so rushing a rush and a rush. 
Sometimes it could be that, but a lot of times it just has to do with the joy, right? It's something about the fall and fall decorations that just sets everything onto another level. When you start putting the barrels of hay out and you start putting your pumpkins out and you just start putting scarecrows up and the fall foliage and the mums and you start doing all those things, it's like an instant joy for those who enjoy it. So I don't knock people who say they don't like fall. That doesn't bother me. It's no skin off my back. It does not move me one needle or another. I am just about people doing whatever it works for them. And if you are anti-fall, do you. However, for the rest of us who are in like in a, a heightened moment right now, I thought by now that I was actually, I had planned on putting up my fall decorations like by now. And obviously it's just only the second day of fall. However, I never got to that point. So I'm going to attempt to do that. And if I don't do it over this weekend, because I do have a, I mean, I have an extremely jam-packed media weekend this weekend. So if I don't get a chance to do it, I will do it probably, you know, Monday or so. But I'm excited. I love decorating. It's just something about the fall that just makes me happy. But there are a number of people who, like myself, although I'm greatly into fall, I am going to do all of the fall things. I'm trying to plan out my fall schedule with the fam bam. And simply what does that mean? We need to find all the places where we can do apple picking, where we can get some pumpkins and carve them. We can paint them. I want to do all the crafts. I want to get the comfort food popping. I want to eat corn on the cob. I just want to do all the things. And so we are going to go so many places this fall season as a family to make sure that we get the full experience of fall. Some of my fall favorites since I've moved to Philadelphia is going to Lynn Villa Orchards, which is about, I would say, 30, a little under 40 minutes from Philadelphia. I think from where I live, I think it's like a 37 minute ride or something like that. But we used, I used, I think my, I don't even think the first time that I went there, I might've been the year after I moved to Philadelphia. And the significance of that was that I think my husband went with me the first time. And then after that, I think I went on my own or I went on my own from the jump, but I do believe he went with me the first time. And then after I went and experienced how amazing it was, I was just like, no, nah, I got to go every year. So, you know, always in the fall, it's like football season. And oftentimes I would go on Sundays because, you know, by the time you're going through the week at the time I was a stay-at-home mom, you know, trying to just survive the week. And then when the husband comes around, you have Saturday of running around and grocery shopping and cleaning and all the things. Sunday was my thing. But with Sunday, that means that it's football season. And my husband was just like, unless it was like a press, like if it was an Eagle Sunday, I could forget it. But if it was like a regular whatever he may go so I just started to make up my mind that I was just going to go the significance of that is you know when I, I've spoken very candidly about this on several episodes about my postpartum depression that I was dealing with and sometimes when you're dealing with postpartum or at least when I was dealing with postpartum depression the ability to get up and do things that you normally would be excited about um, is not always there and so I struggled because when I first moved here I wanted my at the time uh, he was my fiance. I wanted him to take me everywhere. I wanted him. Now, mind you, mind you, I had a full car, car in my name, my car, um, had the car, the car, you know, whatever, all the things. Right. So I had the car and it's not that I didn't have a car. It was just a dependency, you know, being in this new environment. I had a belly, a baby in my belly. Um, I had a, a child. I was already here. And then as my son, you know, was born, then it was just these two kids and three. It was just a lot. And I just felt like at the time, my stress levels weren't able to comprehend, like, like I do now, I'm like always on the go, 
You know, I'm always, you know, like my grandmother says, I'm always greeting myself at the door. But that was a lot for me at the time. Like being overwhelmed with that postpartum, you just cannot tap into leaving your house for something that even fall stuff that you enjoy. So I am going to look forward to that. We are going to go to Lynn Villa. I am quite sure there's like three or four other places that we have been starting to make new memories. Um, I started going to a few places last year that was different and new. So we're going to add them to the roster as well. And again, I think that most places have places where you can do these things like hay rides, pumpkin uh, picking, just all those different types of things. So I, and you know, employee, I know it gets a little colder, especially like you get to like end of October and you start to go into November, but get some fresh air as much as you can. The other thing that I want to suggest or talk about is seasonal depression. Now, as much as I do love the fall and as much as I love getting fresh air and as much as I love being out and about, I think the blog has really helped in that regard because now I have my own little um, ways of doing things. I'm, you know, I'm always running around, I'm doing some other things, but I remember even still, like even with having all these things, seasonal depression is very real for me. I deal with depression. I have what's called situational depression, which means that if something triggers me to make me feel like something from my past, the depression will come. It's kind of like a gradual thing. It's not as, it doesn't always linger as long, but it, it can, it can kind of gradually pick up. So you may not even be noticing that you're in a situational depression situation. And then all of a sudden it kind of like comes to the head, like a pimple and pops literally. Um, so I, I do deal with that constantly. Um, again, it's not something that I deal with all the time. It's situational. It just depends on what's happening. If I'm in the middle of an argument with someone, most likely my husband, um, something about something, it don't even have to be an argument. It doesn't have to be anything negative because triggers don't always have to come from a negative place. You could see something that should be positive, probably is positive, And then you just feel like, okay, I'm overwhelmed and the trigger will come. I deal with that very often. Just came out of that about a week and a half ago of dealing with that. But on top of that, I also have seasonal depression, which means that the feeling of like sadness, the lack of energy, um, I always notice that it, it's happening when I don't do simple things. You know, when you're dealing with seasonal depression, a lot of things that they'll tell you to do is like open your blinds to let fresh, you know, light, like natural light come through your house, whether that's in your room or your, you know, your bedroom, your living room, whatever room open up your blinds. Even when it's rainy outside, they tell you to still open up your blinds because again, the natural light is something that is very helpful for when you're dealing with seasonal depression. It's also the reason why I used to have, I think it broke, but I used to have this um, light. I do have a newer one, but I had this one was like a dome. And so blue light at night would help because it would help me go to sleep and it would help me to get my rest, um, different things like that. But when I noticed that my house, like I don't open my blinds as much, I know it's coming. The second I started to recognize that I didn't open my blinds or maybe I haven't gone outside as much as I normally would because I try to, you know, again, sitting outside on your front porch, getting some fresh air. Um, maybe, you know, you can't do too much in Philadelphia because these people around here are doing the most. But, you know, if I'm out in the outskirts, you know, kind of like sitting in the car with my door locked and kind of just like zoning out, like little things like that, that I've noticed that that are gone or they're not as prevalent. Um, for me, when I start to lose interest in things like maintaining the blog. Now, if you, I am a blogger. If you follow my blog, which is at toytime, T-O-I-T-I-M-E.org, 
I blog fresh brand new blogs each week about four to five times a week. But even in the midst of that, like I'll find times when I'm like, oh, I'm only post, I'm only doing two posts. Now to a normal person, you may say, okay, maybe you're super busy. You just didn't get a chance to that very well could be. But a lot of times I have to admit it's more or less, um, about my ability to tap into the things that I love. Blogging is something that I love to do. Vlogging is something that I love to do. Creating content is something that I love to do. Creating video content. All of these things are something that I love to do. I mean, I do make a living from it, but I love to actually do it. Um, little things like if I wanted to like read a book and I'm just not tapped in, I love music. So I'm like, if I'm not watching, like if I'm not listening to music or I just don't feel like it, it's like really gradual, but seasonal depression can take a chokehold on you when you least expect it. Some people experience seasonal depression more when the winter sets in, because again, when it gets colder outside, you can't always go outside and do the activities that you once did. So if you're having a delay in going out, they're just weird little things like that can be very detrimental. And for me or anybody else who deals with seasonal depression, it affects you differently. For me, I find that I'm more irritable. I'm more loud. I'm yelling. Um, and it's just very much hard. And again, the increased sadness, I think is a bigger part for me because I'll find myself not necessarily crying, but wanting to cry, wanting to cry, not really understand, like, is something wrong? You know, did, did I have a discussion with someone? Am I remembering someone from my past or just whatever the case may be? But seasonal depression is real. And the reason why I want to talk about it today is because with all of these pumpkin things, with all of the pumpkin lattes, you know, I finally got my first sip of Starbucks latte, a pumpkin latte on um, the first day of fall. So I did that. But the problem with that is, you know, as much as I'm excited about these pumpkin activities and all of this fun and hay rides and things like that, again, seasonal depression you know, you could just be like, I'm so in love with these different things. And all of a sudden you're like, you know, I don't want to go nowhere. Or you might oversleep again, because your attention is just like, I don't want to do that. So let me just say light therapy for me works. I'm not saying that it's a fix because it don't fix anything, right? You can put on all the blue lights in your house and still deal with seasonal depression. So let me be very clear. It's a tool. So seasonal depression, I do use the blue light a lot more. Um, I have a sound machine that will create like beach waves or rainy, you know, rain outside of your door or different things. So with the blue light and the sound machine, it works for me. Um, you know, some people may have to take antidepressants, which I did it. But one time, I think when I was dealing with um, postpartum depression, I had to take medication. Now, for those who have a strong thing process about medication, if you were having a headache, you know, you was having this headache. And it was just like the worst headache ever. I am not a pill person. So if somebody suggests to me that, you know, oh, you should just take this Tylenol or you take this ibuprofen or you take this whatever, I'm going to count it up, like count the cost. Is is this headache, you know, detriment to me to where I feel like I can't function? Okay, then I'm going to take this medicine because I'm not a medicine person. But just like if, you know taking care of yourself a little bit better. You don't wait until the headache is out of control and then take something. If you realize that you need help, you go and you get it. And one of those tools could be antidepressant medication, taking directly the way your doctor told you to take it. This is not one of those things where you say, okay, I'm having a lot, you know, a worse day than yesterday. So I'm going to take an extra pill than what I would have taken. Or, oh, I feel like I've gotten so much better in a few weeks I've leveled out. So I'm just going to take myself off. This is not one of those moments. If your doctor or your psychiatrist or your therapist puts you on 
uh, antidepressants. I need you to stay on those antidepressants. I need you to talk to your doctor about the way that they're making you feel because you may just need to have an adjustment in your medication or you feel like they're not working enough. I need you to communicate that very much sooner than later. And I don't want you to ever get to the point where you just want to say, okay, you know what? I'm just, I'm fine. I'm going to stop taking it all together. That's not something that you want to do. So again, make sure you take the medication as directed. Again, there could be other ways. I, I talked about feeling irritable. Um, these few, these last few weeks, I have been noticing again, my triggers. I think if you've been dealing with your, with your mental health, regardless of whatever you've been diagnosed with, if you've been noticing it for a while, you're again, you're more in tune to recognize your triggers and, or you're able to recognize if you can't see the trigger coming beforehand, you may notice once you're full blown in. And I say that to say there have been times when like, I've been extremely irritable to the point where you know, I find myself angry about stuff that just don't make sense. So being aware of that and trying to obviously take care of myself in a better way, because I don't want my kids, one of, first of all, I don't want myself. I I learned that in therapy. You got to do this for yourself. You cannot take care of your mental health for other people. As much as it sounds great to do, it will not, you will not be able to maintain it if you're only doing it for somebody else. If you're doing it to save your marriage, if you're doing it because your best friend has basically called you to the rug, or if you're doing it for whatever the reasons, maybe you're doing it because you feel like if you'll do this, you can become, you know, better attractive to a woman or a man. That's not a thing. Um, taking care of your mental health starts with taking care of you and being aware that you're worthy of living in this life. One, if you have to have these different things that you deal with, learning to manage it a lot better. Two, um, being aware of you know what it is that you need. A lot of times when you're in the middle of a depressive mode, especially with seasonal depression, which is also called uh, seasonal affective disorder, which is the acronym for SAD, crazy as it is, um, you know, your loss of just wanting to just tap into the things that you, again, the, the low mood, not having enough mood. And when I say not having enough mood, what I mean by that is, it's just like, you're kind of like existing. You're not really focused. You're just like, yeah, I guess I'll do so-and-so. Like for instance, as a content creator, there are obviously some deadlines that I need to be aware of. And there are obviously some times when you feel like, I don't even want to create content anymore. I don't even want to read anymore. I don't even want to do this. And it's just becoming consistent. Please do yourself a favor to tap in to find the help that you need. Um, This would be contacting your doctor, starting there. If you've never tried to talk to a therapist or you don't have a psychiatrist that you've ever worked with, if you've never been evaluated, my first line of defense for you is to encourage you to talk to your family doctor and allow your family doctor to work with the resources that are available. And if you don't have the resources, go to your doctor and let them know that you don't have resources. They could definitely point you into the right direction of what it is that you can do to get the help that you need, whether that's with a, 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 you know, a therapist that has a sliding fee, um, or they can offer so many free services. If you are working, you can ask to see if your employee, um, employer has the, you know, services that you can allow so many free, you know, free therapy sessions for, you know, different things that you're dealing with. So again, I say all that because seasonal depression is real. And as we go in from the summer to the fall, that culture shock, when it definitely starts to get colder, can be a trigger. So be aware. That's all. How do I personally plan for seasonal depression? 
I have a very much of a safety plan in place. I won't get into the full details of the safety plan, but what I will say is having a plan prior to you having a trigger, prior to you going into seasonal depression or prior to you having this extreme low is to have a plan put into place. What I can share with you is one, um, having a safe place that you can go. It doesn't necessarily need to be outside of your home, but it just needs to be a safe place that you can go to process your feelings. Um, my therapist has suggested at one point to go into the car, but don't take your keys, you know, kind of sit there. If you have to scream it out a little bit, you know, get that emotion out. Um, and do that now in Philadelphia, you cannot just be sitting in your car. I feel like that's be causing yourself to be a trigger. Or, you know, people are watching, they're still in cars or doing all kinds of stuff. So I wouldn't highly suggest that. And not just Philadelphia in a lot of cities, you just have to, you know, be watchful because, you know, people are doing weird things, but if you can find a safe place where you can have your emotions and just separate what is fact, what is fiction, how am I feeling, you know, is this something that is being pushed or triggered by something else? You know, just having a real conversation with yourself and being completely honest. I think that is really what matters. And that's the type of plan that I have for myself. Being honest about what it is that's happening, kind of like writing things down and finding out where it is that the feeling that I was feeling started from. Um, one, saying some affirmations, encouraging myself as much as I can. Um, I notice that when I'm not as active physically, then that's when I can really step down because again, working out should not be, um, a bandaid for some of your depression, which I find that some people who are like gym every day, gym every day, sometimes it could be avoiding other things, but I feel like too, you should be, have some type of physical activity because you need to have movement just to help you, you know, along your journey. So moving for me is something that I put into place. So when I start to see that I'm not as active, you know, taking accountability and getting that together, uh, other little parts of how I deal with my seasonal depression is again, getting outside, taking a walk for 15 minutes, even if it's cold, just bundling up, going outside, getting some fresh air, maybe having my coffee outside on the porch, just little things like that, that can be really beneficial and helpful. Have a safe space, have a safe space. And again, have a safe person that you can also talk to. I know that when I wrote my blog this week, I think it was this week or last week, I was saying how my friends were not the safe space for me. And I'm sure that ruffles some feathers. Nobody has reached out to me, but I just know my friends. Um, what I meant by that, and I, I clarified it in the article, but I'll clarify this on the podcast, is that not everybody is given to know your situation and can speak into you the things that you need. And sometimes our friends can uphold us in some mess that we need to like come clean with and some things that we need to just like deal with and some areas that by which we have to be honest with. And if you're not ready to have that honest conversation with somebody who is not judgmental, I have friends that are just online in every different gamut. I have some friends that I cannot call and have a real conversation with because it's the, well, I told you to do such and such and such. And well, you shouldn't do that. Like sometimes that stuff is not necessary. And I've talked about this friendship thing and it's because it's a sore spot for me. You know, when you talk about something often, it's because it's a problem that you're dealing with. Right. And so when I bring certain conversations to you guys, it's also because I maybe dealt with something or have already dealt with something. So dealing with something, I already dealt with something. And sometimes with your friends, you just can't speak to everybody. I had several situations when I was dealing with my postpartum depression. There was some certain friends who had saw me at some of my worst moments. The way they kikied up, the way that they kikied, you know, and I don't mean just like laughing, but just like calling a friend to call a friend to call a friend. And at no time was that, that phone chain 
beneficial. It wasn't like they were uplifting me in prayer. It wasn't like they were like, Hey, can I come get the kids and help you? It wasn't anything that was of a tangible help. So I learned very easily and very early, especially with my therapist, that just certain things, you should have a safer place and a safe person that you can talk to who, again, you need somebody that can tell you the truth, but somebody that's going to tell you the truth and love Two, You need somebody that's not so anti, they're not so so negative in their own personal life that they spew their own issues on you. So that's what I meant by having a safe place with your friends. For you, you may have the most bombest friends ever who are the most encouraging. And if you're having a problem, you can speak to them and they're strong enough. Like they need to be strong enough to do with that because this is why people, some people don't feel like dumping on certain people because you don't want to feel like a burden. So you need someone who's strong enough that is some sound wisdom, sound actual wisdom to provide that's going to assist you in becoming a lot better than what you did. You cannot get off the phone with somebody and you have not changed. If you're talking to somebody or you're pouring into somebody and you're trying to get to a, from point A to point B, this is why you cannot waste time with people that you don't feel safe with. It's very imperative that you have a safe person. Three, journaling, writing out your feelings. I've noticed that sometimes during certain times of the year, certain times of a month, certain times of a day that I struggle with certain things as a repetitiveness, which means that it's that season, you know, holidays can bring out the absolute worst. So as the holidays come along and people become a little bit more irritable because they may be, you know, wanting companionship and don't have it. Maybe they're far from their friends and family. So they don't have, you know, a lot of people to go out with, you know, a lot of things can be triggered by that. So that is my five cents. Have a plan, develop a plan, you know, increase your self-care, get some fresh air, um, have a safe place to go to where you need to just cry it out, scream it out. Um, if you need to be on medication and always, if you have a therapist, utilize them, send a message. Hey, I'm struggling. Is there any way I can get an emergency appointment? Hey, I am having this issue. You know, I need to see if my medication can be adjusted or, Hey, you know what? I need to just step out of my um, comfort zone and I just need to go and take a 30 minute something or finding an activity that you love doing that and not taking any more excuses. Cause you know how many times, especially when I was doing my postpartum depression, I would make the excuse where I shouldn't leave my kids because if I leave my kids, I'm a bad mom or they're with their father, but I don't know if he can handle it. None of those things matter when you're trying to learn how to take care of yourself. So I want you to do that. Now let's switch gears from seasonal depression, pumpkins, uh, pumpkin spice for all those who love their, their Starbucks and for you non-Starbucks lovers, it's okay. But can y'all let us have our moment? Like, let us have our moment. Unless I'm hitting you up every other week saying, hey, can you load some money into my Starbucks account? Or I spent so much Starbucks account money that I'm coming to you and asking you to pay a bill. Stop. Let's stop this Starbucks hate. Let's just stop. Like, if you don't like it, that's not what I'm talking about. If you genuinely just don't like it, that's not having a disagreement about not liking something is not the same thing. I'm talking about those who make this huge ordeal about Starbucks, knowing good and darn well, nobody asked you to drink it, pay for it. Okay. Those are the people I'm talking about. But I wanted to switch over to a couple of stories that have happened on these internet streets. One dealing with Tiffany, ha Tiffany Haddish and, and Aries Spears. Both of them were accused of, this has been some ongoing lawsuits. I say lawsuits with an S. Of, of some younger kids. And they were younger when they were, you know, when they were young, they were kids at the time and made a video that was completely inappropriate. Now I'm just going to tell you right now, I actually watched the video. I did not watch the whole thing because I couldn't even stomach it. It was just so inappropriate. It just looked so out of place. Um, there's a lot of things going on wrong in this video with the little boy. He's singing his um, underwear. He's 
it, it was a mess. I, that's all I can say because y'all not about to shut my podcast down for this. But what I will say is it was just, in my opinion, as a parent, as somebody who has dealt with little things with molestation, you know, molestation and things like that, I just found it to be very disturbing. I found it to be very disheartening. I found it to be done in very bad taste. I have no idea what the comedic uh, timing was for this. You know, they claimed that it was supposed to be a comedy. I, I didn't find anytime you're dealing with serious topics, you can't always try to make light of things right? You can't always make a joke to make it go away. You can't always, you know, joke your way through things. I don't know if that was their thing. I feel like that's what they were kind of like trying to do, like, you know, make fun of it almost like an R. Kelly, like let's make an R. Kelly spoof and all these different things. You know, it just was done very badly. And because of that, I'm not sure what's going on with Aries Spears. First of all, Aries Spears ain't really been doing much for a long time. And, you know, he started talking about Lizzo and then, you know, his stuff went down. He was already down anyway. But Tiffany Haddish, our girl, was just like, you know, doing her thing, coming into her own. And now she's saying that basically everything that she's worked for, she's lost. And it's unfortunate. Like, it's completely unfortunate. And my, you know, I, it's a lot. So, you know, for those who thought it was like a joke or whatever the case may be, obviously you could not have watched this video. Um, you know, they've settled or they've concluded the case it sounds more like they've you know the Hollywood switcheroo of we've settled outside of court and we will no longer be talking about this anymore because we have put this behind us I have no idea but I do know that again it has been dismissed with the prejudice which means that they cannot come back and refile because they had been refiling it like they would go to one judge and then I think the mother had lost custody of the kid but the sister had custody of the kid now that was in the video and so then she did the lawsuit so now it's supposed to be over and done with but Tiffany Haddish Aries Spears more Tiffany Haddish has lost most of anything that she has so she you know she's going through it right now will she be able to bounce back from this the only time can tell I have no idea whatsoever but this recently this week, um, actually within the last couple of hours, I would say Nia Long. Now, let me just say, it's not necessarily Nia Long. I'm going to butcher his name. I already know. Um, I believe Aimi Utica, which is Nia Long's fiance. He played for um, the Celtics and he was a coach or is a coach, maybe not a coach soon. I have no idea, but he has been suspended um, because he had a consensual relationship with a staff member. Now he had a consensual relationship with a staff member. And as much as we know that him and Nia Long were engaged, and I say as much as we know, because keep in mind, you know, a lot of times in Hollywood, things be gone. They be, you know, folks be concluding whole relationships and the public eye don't even have an idea that it even went down. Um, so if they were together, if they were still engaged, if they were still living as a family, it's pretty sad that he basically had cheated on Nia Long if they were together. I say that again because, you know, Hollywood be weird and you just never know. So if they were together, the Twitter went off the deep end and they were just like, you know, oh, my God, um, I'm going <laughs> to read a quote. It was it wasn't funny at all. And I do mean that it's not funny at all but let me find this quote because i saw this and i thought man oh man we are going to have a whole time with this here like just seeing people's reaction because i don't know if you know anything about black twitter but black twitter does not play if something is going down 
you can best believe that black Twitter is not going to leave no crumbs when it comes to their reactions to stuff. And honestly, if you really want to know the truth about what's going on, you, you honestly need to go to black Twitter. It's a whole thing. All right. Our girl, Nina Parker, not Nia Long, Nina Parker said cheating on Nia Long end of days has to be upon us because ain't no way. When I tell you these responses, again, this is not to make joke, right? It's not to make light, but basically what is boiling down to the same thing we used to say about the Beyonce's, the same thing we said about Holly Berry. If all of these women who were supposed to be top notch, you know, the beauties of beauties, the, 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 the everything of everything is getting cheated on. We regular girls don't stand a chance. I just want to call to everybody's conversation that it doesn't matter who you are, what status you are, how much money you have. If a man is going to cheat, he is going to cheat. Now that is not to sugarcoat it or make it seem as if it's not a big deal because I'm sure she is somewhere devastated. If that happened to me, you can be sure somebody better check on me, check on me because I'm going to be very much devastated. I might be in here having me one of those, those movie moments, you know, when you sitting over there ready to figure out if you're going to go to jail and risk it all. Y'all need to say a prayer for your girl, but for real, it is not a funny thing. It's just that some of these responses are out of control and, um, you know, it's been a lot of cheating foolishness going on, but he is actually, uh, her Nia Long's fiance has been suspended for the rest of the remainder of the uh, basketball season. And that is definitely not good. Um, Adam Levine, Adam Levine is out here making these combined statements talking about, I can't believe I almost missed out on my whole family, you know, doing something dumb and we going to get through this together. Why is there always a we? Why is there always a we when it's a the? Why is it there? Why is this a we when it's a the? It all of a sudden becomes a we going to work it out when it was just you that needed to be working out. Like when it was you that needed to get your life together, when it was you that needed to make a better choice, why has it become a we? You wasn't thinking about a we when we came together, but now all of a sudden it's we instead of the. I don't know. So shot, you know, prayers for Adam Levine's wife, who is actually currently pregnant. Yes. This is another Kevin Hart and alleged. Well, we can't even say allegedly because it's already come out. But Kevin Hart, when he cheated on his very much pregnant wife, you know, y'all be out here doing the most. And I I really feel sorry for because like Adam Levine's, you know, wife, just like when Kevin Hart messed with his, you know, did his thing with his wife. This stuff cannot be cool. Like this stuff cannot be cool. We cannot just be having our pregnant wives and, you know, pregnant wives and sending them through this much stress. But Nia Long, you know, we, everybody's ready to like ride out at noon. Like we ready to just make sure we ready to go in case Nia, Nia need us. No, we don't need on Nia us, need us, but it's the principle of the fact that we don't want to see some of our favors. Like we don't ever want to see some of our favors go through this. And so publicly, like it's one thing to have it happen and you never have to explain it. Like my husband and I don't have a really public relationship, like to the point where, you know, thankful, let me say this because I do not want to eat, ever eat my words, but let me just say, I don't operate in my marriage so openly to the point where this would be this much of a fallout. And I pray that I never, 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 never have to relive that or have to go through that or have to do any of that. So that I will say, but 
when you're in the spotlight to the extent that they are, you never get to like have a private moment. Like you can't, you know how when you, when you're in the middle of a cheating situation and this is for anybody, whether you've been married or just with someone, you know, when you are going through these up and down emotions and you're crying one day, then you want them back the other day. Then the next day you wish you hadn't, you know, hurt them some more. Then you go back and you're like, I don't want to be dealing with this. Like you don't even get a chance. You don't even get a chance to have these private moments to yourself because now everybody has their opinions. Everybody's telling you what to do. Everybody's telling you what they think you should be. And that's a lot. So I also wanted to talk about just sometimes when you're out and about now as a blogger slash influencer slash podcaster slash all the titles, right? There are many times when I'm at social media events and that could be in Philadelphia or wherever I may be at. And one thing I just wanted to give a simple reminder of whether you are a PR, whether you are a person who was invited, regardless of how you got to wherever you got, right? Regardless of why you're at whatever event you're at, please be aware. And really in general, it doesn't even have to be an influencer, but just be in general. Please be aware that your conversations are always on display. And what do I mean by that? I went to several events this week and There was one in particular, which I won't say which one it was for this week, because if you follow me on social media, you know, I've been at quite a few, but I wasn't ear hustling and what in any type of form, like I'm just, that's not my thing. And I'm sitting there minding my business, right? And I'm listening to this conversation about people talking about personnel issues or talking about, um, their issues with restaurants or their issues with per certain brands and just being in awe of the fact that people don't know who is around them. They don't, they don't, people don't check their surroundings when they speak very candidly about things. And I feel like if you want to have a conversation that you really shouldn't probably shouldn't have, and you want it to be a little bit more personal, I need you to find some personal space and like go and take that conversation there. Because if you're speaking very openly and outwardly about certain things without any regards to whatever the case may be, I think you're just putting yourself in a situation where, again, this can come back to bite you. Um, We've already had a falling out with the last couple of weeks about this Philly influencer article that came out. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, there was a Philadelphia influencer article that came out, I believe in Philly magazine, where they were basically talking about, they were honoring some of the, some bigger accounts here in Philadelphia. So that's food bloggers really not even bloggers, food influencers. So there is a huge difference between an influencer and a blogger. I've seen people that are influencers and you go on their, their Instagram, right? And they have titled blogger, don't even have a website. I don't understand. That isn't mind boggling to me, right? If you, you can't be a blogger without a website, where are you storing these blogs? Where, what are you writing? Where are you writing? Right. But an influencer is someone you don't necessarily need a website, although I think you should have one. You just kind of like put products out and different things like that. And I feel like if you don't have a website, you better have a huge following to support why you don't have one. Um, But either way, so I'm out and about at these events and me and a person that I'm with, we're listen, we're literally like, we weren't even listening in, right? We're literally kind of like minding our business, kind of, you know, doing our thing. And we're just hearing these conversations going past. And so she said something to me because the person I was with is kind of new. And she just was like, you know, what is going on? And I'm just like, you know, it's mind boggling to me how people don't have censorship over the things that they say when you're in 
a space where people are going to watch you a little bit closer. When you go to these influencer events, they are literally people watching you. And not because they're like, you know, it's not somebody scoping you out. But what I'm saying is you're around the restaurants or the businesses that that are around you. So you're around, you know, managers, you're around all kinds of different things. And it still boggles the mind how people don't get that concept. You have to be more mindful of the things that you say, even if you're not in that space. Like you can't be at the doctor's office having a personal conversation out loud and then wondering why you can't say this stuff, get out of my business if you're talking mad loud. If you don't want somebody to know, have a conversation where it's kind of just like one-on-one. Stop having these conversations where it's almost like you're taking a a blowhorn and you're just kind of like speaking through it and then wondering why everybody knows what you're doing. Like that's type of weird energy. So I just wanted to send that little public service announcement, like stop having these outblown conversations in public spaces when you don't want the public to know about it, right? We wonder why people, things get back to other people because listen, people are people. Stop acting as if people owe you some sort of weird loyalty when that's not how this works. You can't have conversations that are full blown in public spaces, whether you say the person's name or not. People are not stupid, slow or any indifferent um, whatsoever. So unfortunately, again, as we heard, we talked about fall, we talked about how amazing fall can be. Some of the fall favorites that a lot of people love to do during this season, you know, do those things. If you want to decorate, now is your time, do your thing. We talked about seasonal depression, which again is very much strong. Seasonal depression is real. It is something that affects a lot of people and affects them very differently. There are things that you can do to put into certain place to kind of protect you as you're going through it. I, again, I can't stress enough for you to have a plan in place, have some sort of plan in place that will kind of, it, it does, listen, when I tell you this plan does not, it's not foolproof and the plan doesn't stop the situation from happening. So if you think that if you have a plan put into place that it's going to stop you from having seasonal depression or it's going to stop a trigger from happening, please don't do this to yourself. What I mean by having a plan in place and all those different things is the plan allows you to have things happen, but it allows you to recover faster. Simple as that. It helps you to recover faster because you're taking care of yourself a little bit more. You're more cognizant of it. So for all of my seasonal depression, um, people who go through that, I am with you. I get it. You are not alone. I'm going to put a few blogs into the show notes because I feel like a lot of this that I've covered before, um, that I can give you some major resources. I want you to take note on that. And again, as you want to go through a season where you don't get hit as hard, um, last year I wasn't, it wasn't as bad. My seasonal depression wasn't bad the year before we went to the pandemic. And then you put the seasonal depression. I probably wasn't just in full blown depression. Like it probably was just full blown at that point. I don't even know if it was seasonal the year before, but last year it was seasonal for me. I do have one friend who goes through the same thing. Um, she and I talk all the time. We do little check-ins with each other. We kind of feel, you know, see what's going on right now. She's in her, you know, she's in a good space and I'm in a good space. So, you know, again, season hasn't started off too good yet. We are still just what a day or so in. So once we get into it, good, you know, I will check in with her. She'll check in with me and we don't make a big deal about it because we are going through this same thing. We're aware. And sometimes she's a little stronger than me on, on some weeks. And sometimes I'm stronger than her on another. So Got to have those things. And again, that's why I said every friend can't, every friend, every person, everybody can't be your saving space. We talked about Nia Long, unfortunately, because of her fiance and his unfortunate situation with cheating on her. 
Um, again, I say cheating on her because again, we don't know if these folks have been decided to separate and didn't decided to call things off. Whatever their relationship status is, there has been an apology made. He has lost or not lost, but he has been suspended for the rest of the season. We also talked about Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears and their issues with that ridiculous non-comedic tape of that foolishness that they put together. I don't know why somebody in their right mind looking at that would even consider that to be like a green, like a green light. I don't know who thought about that. That is not it. And then, um, I don't know we talked about Adam Levine and his wife because she's currently pregnant. I don't know what it is. Ladies, I know we have the, it's not necessarily a joke, but we have the conversation that if the Beyonce's, Holly Berry's, Nia Long's of the world can't get it together, we're doomed. I don't know. I think there's a possibility for anybody on both sides to be doomed. So I, I don't know. All I can say is we're going to do the best that we can with what we got to honor ourselves mostly and, you know, do what we have to do. I wanted to end because we're talking about fall. I wanted to end the episode by sharing some of some more fall favorites. I love pie. I don't know if you love pie like I love pie, but I love pie. And of course, apple pie is one of the the favorites of the house. So my son and I shared this thing. Well, first of all, for a lot of people who don't know, my son is much more like me than he is my husband. He looks like my husband. He acts like me. That is a scary combination. If if you know my husband, if you know me, it's a very much a scary com- uh, combination. When I say he acts like me, I do not mean any type of um, ways that you might want to think of. But what I will say is he is a thinker. He's an overthinker sometimes, just like I am. We both have our quirks about like having things in certain places, you know, it's it is what it is. And um, we love baking. And so we have been baking together, making pies almost every season together. It's kind of been our thing. So I look forward to making some pies with my son because listen, these boys got to learn how to cook just like these girls. Like this is about survival of the fittest. This is just regular old, you got to learn how to cook to survive. He ain't going to come out of high school and leave my house and go to some wife, right? He ain't even going to have enough skill sets for that. So he's got to learn how to take care of himself, right? He's got to learn how to eat because how he, he loves to eat. So he's got to learn how to cook the food. Um, I have my son doing laundry just like everybody else. Cause like, doesn't he have to wear clean clothes? Doesn't he have to, he doesn't have to separate his clothes like everybody else. I don't understand how y'all just be having certain rules for boys and certain rules for girls. I can't stand it. Uh, me and my husband, Marie are going to come to a tussle. Hear me clearly. My husband and I are going to come to a tussle. All I pray is during this tussle that we are strong enough to get through it. I know that sounds raggedy. That may sound crazy to some people listening, but I'm telling you, my husband and I are going to come to a full-fledged show enough tussle. And why do I say that? Because, you know, back in our time, we, you know, and I say our time was we were 80s babies. You know, there were certain rules for boys and certain rules for girls. But at this point in 2022, I feel like we're trying our best to, you know, have well-adjusted children, no matter what sex they are. And what they identify as. And so for me, it's hard to live with my husband sometimes because he has the thought process of like, he's not necessarily girls can't or girls should. It's not that deep, but just the certain things he just tussles with when it comes to boys versus girls. For me, 
I, they, they got to learn, like they got to learn how to survive. Cause my thing is, you know, sometimes I feel like parents, we raise our kids for ourselves. We raise them so that we can feel good about like, oh, I did better than my parents. So I just want to do a better job than my parents. I'm not against doing a better job than your parents. Cause you know what we and them and the, the parents that are coming after us, we got our own battles within our own parenting that it is what it's going to be. But beyond doing what we feel is better than our parents, I think the other part of that is, well, you know, raising well-adjusted children so they can be good citizens. Good citizens take care of themselves. Good citizens pay their bills. Good citizens are about their, you know, about their their money. They're about their business. You know, good citizens take care of their families and don't cheat on them like Nia Long. Good citizens don't have pregnant wives. You know what I mean? Like, Again, and I'm not saying that you being a good citizen is like you have to be perfect. We we all struggle with certain things. There's things that I'm not proud of, just like my kids will have their moment. But what I mean by that is for me, raising my son, that he has got to learn certain survival skills. He has got to be able to take care of himself, right? How is he going to take care of somebody else if he can't take care of himself? If he can't take care of maintain his bills, he can't take care of and maintain a home like you know, I bless, I hope he's blessed to have him. I mean, like, I'm hoping that he's going to be like this may, this beautiful scientist that's going to come and just like, you know, find a cure for AIDS. And then he's going to have all the money in the world that he can do the things. But until he gets there, he's got to take care of the dishes. He's got to learn how to cook. He's got to learn how to clean. My girls need to learn how to change a tire. They need to learn how to change oil. Or at least they need to learn how to get certain skills underneath them. It's not a girl versus boy for me. It's not what they identify to me. It's more of survival skills, basic adulting skills. Adulting is real. It's ghetto, but it's real. So I hope that you have the most amazing weekend. This is going to be, I don't understand what I did to myself. So let me just say this for the next two weeks, for the next two full weeks, my content is going to be out of pocket. I just want to give everybody that fair warning, not necessarily for the podcast, but for the blog and my social media. It is going to be very much all over the place, but not in a bad way. So I don't mean just like random things, but there's a lot of events that are happening in Philadelphia. So if you are an adult or have kids or you have a family and you're just like, what can I do for this holiday season? And by holiday season, I mean all the holidays. Right now we're just touching fall and Halloween. We're going to then scoot from that to Thanksgiving and from that to Christmas and then a whole new year. It's pretty much go time, right? For the end of the year, the schedule is going to be super tight. But for the next two weeks, I'm going to be coming and going, coming and going. Um, I spent some time this week trying to get the house a little bit more organized, cleaning up some things that needed to be cleaned, decluttering a few areas that need to be decluttered. It's not all decluttered, but we started some spots. Um, I'm not a cluttered person. My husband is. We're just night and day. So I worked on that. And so, of course, because I know these next couple of days, it's going to be very airtight. I'm going to probably spend some time, you know, meal prepping some things, getting some food together. I'm just taking care of my business, taking care of my home, making sure everything is good, that everybody in my house has the bare basics. You know, laundry is clean, put away, you know, getting the kids ready for the school year, school day, um, school week for next week. Just a couple of those things. So 
that is on the horizon for the weekend. Too much running around, lots and lots and lots of driving. <laughs> I think the one day I have an event, I think I have three or four events in one day. I need y'all to send some prayer. I don't even know why I signed myself up for some of this stuff, but we that's where we are. So have a good weekend. The drink of the day, we are going to make a spiked apple cider and I'm going to leave the recipe in the show notes because listen, I love apple cider. Like apple cider is my jam, but nothing is better than a spiked apple cider because it's good. And if you love apple apple cider, you know, you can throw a little bit of alcohol in there and just make it a little bit more better. Um, I suggest that everybody at least learn how to make one or two different drinks for each of these new seasons and these holidays. You got Thanksgiving. If you're going to entertain people, start practicing now. Like get you a couple of drinks underneath you. Master that so that you can make a big, big splash when it comes to these holidays about to come up. If you're a drinker, always have a non-alcoholic and an alcoholic version of whatever you're making. But go ahead and get get skillful and, and making a couple of drinks. Learning how to, you know, get certain things perfected. Like go ahead and practice. You're about to be the hostess with the Moses. Practice that right now. Like literally practice that right now so that you can be prepared for all things. Because listen, when it's go time, it's go time. So have a good weekend. Enjoy your spiked apple cider. We are officially in fall. My target bill is about to be out of control because I need to gather the things. Um, I'm going to gather. I'm going to decorate, put the tree back from summer. I had a mermaid theme and beach theme to sunflowers and fall. So I'm going to get that situated, but I want you to have the best weekend and we will be back next week. Of course, I am so grateful. Thank you for, you know, following, listening, um, sharing, leaving comments, all the things I will read them. I love reading what you have to say. I appreciate you taking the time out, whether you're on your treadmill, working out, folding up laundry, like I normally do, whatever you're doing. Thank you for spending just this little bit of time with me on this podcast episode. As we talked about fall seasonal depression, some of this internet craziness that's happening and reminding you to check your conversations. I hope that I finished that conversation about the whole checking of our conversations where we're in public spaces. There is no reason for you to divulge personal information of other people without giving people a fair chance of being present while you divulge them or you talk about them. Because my mom has always taught me that if you're going to speak about somebody, be prepared for the fallout. And if you're not the type of, if you're the type of person that throws rocks and hides your hand, don't throw no rocks. Or at least if you're going to throw the rocks, be very quiet because when you tell somebody else, somebody else's business, when you put somebody else on front street, please understand that energy is going to come back to you. So if you're not prepared for that reverse, I would tell you just step out the game because this is not for the faint especially when you've grown. Like some of some people that I've been seeing, y'all, you're too old. We're just too old to be going back and forth with that, right? So we're going to watch our conversations. We're going to govern ourselves accordingly. We're going to act like we have some sense when we're out in these social media, sense, you know, these modes. And even in your personal life, just govern yourself accordingly. Make sure that whatever you put out in the atmosphere, you're willing to stand on. Make sure of it because when you don't, it's going to come back. So Let's put some good energy back into our lives. Have an amazing weekend. Um, this is the start of, of course, fall. So a lot of people, if you're in the Philadelphia area and even just surrounding, check your city where you're at. There's probably a thousand and one places that are having fall fest. Fall fest is going down. 
There are at least 10 that I know of here in Philadelphia. I will do my best to let you know what they are. So if you follow me on social media, you can follow me as Toy Time Blog. You will be able to find me. That's T-O-I-T-I-M-E-B-L-O-G. And that's across every social media that you can think of. I probably got it. So I appreciate you all. Have a great weekend. Happy fall, y'all. And happy pumpkin spice season to you. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.